Welcome everybody to the H3 Podcast Live! <laughs> Today our episode is sponsored by Quip and Dollar Shave Club. More about that later. I'm here with Ela Klein. What up, pimps? <laughs> what up, big pimps? <laughs> and incidentally, this episode is also sponsored by Ela Kleiner. Check out this shit. Check this shit out, boy. Are you a Ela Kleiner for life? <laughs> Let the world know. This is what like the company would write about it. <laughs> Are you a Ela Kleiner for life? Let the world know by heading on out to represent.com slash H3H3. Let them know that you're creative and fucking wild and free-spirited like Ela Klein. <laughs> I was Thank just talking you. like off, off the uh, off the podcast here before we went live. How I feel like I'm becoming like a meme. <laughs> I'm becoming a victim to Pose Law. Do you want to explain what Pose Law is? So Pose Law is this like theory that when you're making fun of something and you get to the point where you're indistinguishable from what you're making fun of, then you're then there's no difference. Then you're just that thing. And I think that's happening to us because at first it was like, what up, Jake Paulers? Let's make fun of that by calling it Ela Kleiners. But now we're all saying Ela Kleiner. It's not ironic at all. And now we're actually selling merch that says, what up, Ela Kleiners? Ela Kleiner for life. It's still ironic. But it's, it's, get, not... it's getting closer to not being ironic. Like, I'm a legit Ela Kleiner. And you can pick up the merch today <laughs> at represent.com slash H3H3. But you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I like the law. I you like, like the law. I like the name of it, and therefore I'm in. <laughs> and for, and for all those reasons, Bob, I'm in. Um, I feel like that happens a lot on the internet, where you become victim of your own yeah. meme. My first um, understanding of it was with Kimstar hmm. because of his intro, and we were like, we were actually wondering, like, what happened that made him <laughs> do this intro? It sounds every like he's time. having a stroke every night on camera. So I, my. The only explanation was it must have started as a joke, but then it actually became the thing. Right. And now we, we confirmed that with him. Now we are like that. We yeah. <laughs> it's like I used to say in the comments on YouTube, God bless. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such a funny way to sign off a comment. God bless. It's like what? So then I start re- re- writing that in all my comments on YouTube, responding to people, and then I start seeing people being like, "Is Ethan religious?" <laughs> yeah. So that's the point. It's like <laughs> the parody is not that obvious. So it's I'm just not. a religious guy saying God bless. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm becoming the meme every day more and more. But you know what? You have to embrace the meme, and that's the point. I think that's what Poe's Law was all about: embrace the meme, become the meme. What up, Ela Kleiners? <laughs> Today we have a jam-packed episode for you guys in honor of the Net Neutrality Day of Awareness that was, I think, yesterday. On we, Wednesday. Or, on Wednesday, we've put together a really great, I hope, comprehensive episode about net neutrality. What is it? What's at stake? Windows 10. I don't want to update. <laughs> I'm about to go on a tangent on my Windows 10, but I'm controlling myself. Stay focused. Stay focused. What is it? What's at stake? Who are the people who stand to gain from it? And, you know, is there any arguments against net neutrality? I hope to answer all those questions as best as I can, as interesting as possible. But first, we have the news, speaking of which. (laughs) We're trying to step up a little bit the format. My dream for this show is to turn it into a whole mishmash, multimedia nightmare. <laughs> By nightmare, I mean something pleasant. <laughs> but for example, today we have a full segment of news stories 
some real, some offbeat. And I want to try doing this every week if you guys enjoy it where we go over some some current events. And then we get into the, either the interview or the segment, the main segment, and uh, take it from there. So if that if that sounds good or not, you don't really have a choice. This isn't that interactive, guys. I'm going to do it regardless. But right. first, a sip so, of my coffee. It's an experimental show right now. This is very say. experimental. This coffee is really strong. I feel like I'm drinking acid. Who you made, made this coffee? I did. Oh, for flip's <laughs> sake. All right, let's get started. Now, recently on our most recent video about the new humongous footage revealed, I had encountered something I have never seen before on YouTube. And I think anyone who saw that video or visited the comments must have seen it as well. It was absolute fucking bananas. Let me pull this shit up. If you spent even one second's time in there, you would have seen this. I'm going to need some help making that more. Mm-hmm. Here, look at this. Yeah. This is 15 top comments are all spam bots. All of them. I've never seen anything like this. How, how do I move this? What is this shit? Okay, here you go. Can you show it, Dan? Can you see it all right, Dan? Cool. We have reached our goal of subscribers. Here's a special gift for you and a link. <laughs> One, two, three. Three, and all the responses are spam bots too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. The sixteen top fucking comments are all spam bots. Hurry up, your goodies are waiting. <laughs> A gift for my subscribers. So what I was wondering is like, how is this even effective at this point? I have no idea. It's so insane. Do you think that they would learn a little subtlety at this point? This thing has been going on for at least a year, maybe two years. Yeah, right? it's it's always been there, but I've never. It's always like one or two, but all of a sudden, these spammers just turned into trolls, and they're like, "This isn't effective. I'm just going to ruin the YouTube comments forever." <laughs> but my favorite part about it is when we made a video about it. Um, Ethan was trying to become one of these spam bots, right. and he spammed a bunch of links on everyone's channels links to Jeff Dunham's website. Yeah. Not like weird short <laughs> URLs. It was literally jeffdunham.com. <laughs> and in response to that, YouTube actually <laughs> banned us. They actually banned us and we couldn't access our channel for a day. <laughs> they so, got fucking banned. <laughs> I love that this can happen for two years, but when you make a parody of it, <laughs> we get banned. You get banned. They're like, sorry, we got to <laughs> drop the axe on you, Ethan and Ela. These fucking guys, this top comment right now, two minutes ago, it has 1,500 upvotes. How is it possible for YouTube, of all the big cha- big companies in the world, owned by Google, AI, machine learning, top comment, two minutes, second one, three minutes. These are all posted very recently and have over thousands of points. It's so unnatural, and they're all named HDSU Productions. How yeah. is it possible that you're not catching this shit? Look at this. The crazy part is that... There must be like a couple people who actually believe it well, and think that it's us. That's definitely true. But they've stepped up their game. They have fake verified badges. Now. Yeah. Because that was, that was YouTube's way of being like, hey, this is the legit channel. So look at these fucking guys with their fake. <laughs> I think the real one's blue. So they found a green mm. one. But still it's And like... also the real one will be next to your name. So they did it like right, right, right. You know, but it's, it's but but at first look for someone who doesn't know, it looks real. Absolutely. 
but the stuff they write is so dumb. Surprises for you. Fans take away there. Take it. <laughs> I have a small surprise. Go to it. But here, so we're always like, who, there's, I, I haven't seen one person who buys into this stuff, but I did see one and I had to, <laughs> I had to save it. This guy says, please stop posting all these fucking comments on your own video. <laughs> The guy goes, someone under him, he isn't. It's bots. <laughs> I love that in this guy's mind somehow I'm just spamming 15 times. Yeah. I would have get banned if I did that. Anyway, if you guys stay tuned, I have a gift for all my subscribers. <laughs> I have a small surprise for you guys. Check the uh, links in the description for Check that. Check under your seat. What is this? Oh, yeah, this is a video I took. Have have a journey... The I don't know what's with desktop software, but it is so bad. Like I've, I, the quality. Where are the pixels at? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enjoy this journey. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> eighteen. I count. That is crazy. So hopefully, what I did is I banned. They all use the same link here. And it's like .to or some shit. So I banned .to. Mm. So I'm going to see if these guys are learning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little game with them. What if they're watching right now and now they know? Let's go. The game is on. <laughs> YouTube can't handle it. So now it's time to dance. I'm going to take <laughs> these spammers on. .to. But something I've seen that they do is they'll say like, hey, have a gift for you. Type into Google XYZ 11, 12, 13, like some mm. random gibberish that only goes to their spam site. Yeah. So they have they have warfare. These spam botters are so advanced. It's crazy. Yeah. That I'm afraid for the cybersecurity of the world. <laughs> I'm telling you, these guys are inside nuclear submarines right now. It's true. Like if they got this shit, what else are they working on? They're brilliant. And and then sometimes they'll even impersonate the channel. They'll throw in like an oh, appreciate yeah. you yeah, on our that, channel. That used to happen to us. Yeah, they're crazy, man. So that's our top story. Watch out for those spam bots, guys. I mean, clearly, I don't. I don't think I need to tell anyone here that that's not me. That 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 anytime yeah. you see someone talking like a for that one person, <laughs> just to that one guy out there. The next time you see what seems to be an illiterate Chinese person with a very spammy link, it's not me. Next up, do you want to take the lead on this one, Ela? What is it? Leafy um, nudes lead. <laughs> Why? <laughs> take the lead, Ela. Uh, okay, this guy is a YouTuber. <laughs> Everyone loves him on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Leafy is here. Big fan. So he got his phone hacked or whatever. Some, big, big Some fan. sort of hacking happened. It was Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. Yeah. And so they got his nudes, and it's all over Twitter now. <laughs> so close your eyes when you're on Twitter. <laughs> or not. Or not. Or open them up. But watch out. <laughs> but watch out. <laughs> so Leafy, his Snapchat got hacked. And for some reason, I mean, this seems a little bit silly to me, to keep nudes on a snapchat when you know that you're like a high target for hacking mm -hmm. unless he wants his dick out there which is you know god bless you maybe he faked the hacking and he just wanted to show people his dick i won't maybe go that far it was a publicity stunt yeah it was a publicity <laughs> stunt for his dick 
This channel's been on the ropes lately. Everybody knows that. What better way to bring it back? But, like, I was thinking about I've never heard of a YouTuber's nudes being leaked. Yeah, I don't know. Not once. And you never hear almost even of guys' nudes being leaked. It's always, like, females who are targeted. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. What's up with What's that? What's up with that? All right, we talked about it. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for him on one hand. <laughs> I do. I definitely do. I wouldn't, you know, it's it's a horrible feeling. We, you know, we have been attempt, there have been attempts to hack into our stuff, and it yeah. was really scary. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's not, not a fun experience at all. No, it's horrible. It's so, you feel so vulnerable. Yeah, you know. And, well, there's nothing more vulnerable than just your dick out on the internet. But again, it's like, dude, I mean, I, he, I feel like he has to take half the blame there. Mm-hmm. He had his dick pics saved on his Snapchat. That is pretty strange. That's kind of a strange thing. My thing I don't use Snapchat, though, so I'm not sure how weird is that. To well, have... well you, it's okay. You, you're... Like, was Would it you... just on his phone? What does it mean? Was it on his Snapchat? What it means is if somebody logs in your Snapchat, they get access to your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Straight access. <laughs> <laughs> like me, if I'm if I'm a celebrity, I, here's my here's the good thing about being me. Nobody wants to see me naked. Right? My dick pics are completely safe. But if anybody did want to see me naked, and I was concerned about that, I wouldn't keep any nudes, man. If you yeah. first of all, if you want to snap a picture of your dick, send it, erase, erase it. it. But there's, then the other person so has many, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want to be dangerous, then uh, that then there's a chance that this would happen to you. Yeah, interesting. I haven't seen him comment about it, but just the fact that Leafy of all the <laughs> what YouTubers, can he say? <laughs> hey guys, my dick's out there. But it, it's it's actually it's everywhere. Like anytime I'm on Twitter, I'm seeing Leafy's dick. I know. On that same day, like I was just looking at completely unrelated tweets, and it popped up. <laughs> it popped up literally. <laughs> Well, Leafy, <laughs> Next story. cheers. I feel like there's something more to be said about that, but how much can you talk about Leafy's dick? <laughs> I haven't talked about him in a while, so this is kind of a good way to come in, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, the smaller my dick gets. What? I get fatter and my dick gets smaller. <laughs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah no I, I... <laughs> you don't have to comment I'm just talking like you know proverbially I was hoping that this would be like a segment of news <laughs> is this not a current event I'm trying you know what I'm saying it's like you lose hair on your head your dick gets sucked into your fat you're done and you grow well I'm just, you know Proverbial in the proverbial <laughs> sense, and you grow hair on your ass. Like, I don't understand that. You lose hair where you want it. You grow hair where you don't <laughs> on your ears and your ass, your ass crack. What the fuck is that? It's like it's already hard enough to get a date past twenty. Why are you doing this to me, life? Biologically, it doesn't even make sense. I'm evolved to fuck, right? That's why you exist. Why are you putting hair on my ears and my ass and shrinking my dick? That's all I'm saying. Can I get a wayo? Luckily, I'm. Can married. I get a next <laughs> news story, please? All right, let's move it on. 
next story is a little bit serious, a little bit interesting. <laughs> I've been I've been following this the Trump Russian story because I found it really fascinating. Trying to be bipartisan as much as possible because I know we have a lot of fans who support Trump and a lot of people who don't. I personally, just for transparency, did not vote for Trump, but I try to give everyone a fair shake on things. This Trump-Russia thing is ca- is fascinating to me because if if it all is proven true, to me, it's just so crazy that, like, um, one side of the political system was colluding with, with a with pretty much an en- – I mean, I don't – enemy of state is maybe a little harsh, but definitely an adversary, mm-hmm. you know, a, com- a competing country, competing country. And so – you guys probably followed this story. If you support Trump, just hear me out. Just listen. I'm going to lay it out. It's fascinating. You should want to hear this more than anybody. Okay? Let's start from here. So the story had come out that Trump Jr. had been talking to to a Russian – some kind of Russian ambassador about getting information about Clinton. Mm-hmm. And, and it just so happened that Trump Jr., in an attempt to defend himself or I guess be transparent, posted on Twitter a picture of his email correspondence with these Russian dudes. And in it, he pretty much admits to some really crazy shit. And he just tweeted it out, which is fascinating. Let me, let me read some of this stuff. So this guy, he says, hi, Don. That's Donald Jr. Let me know when you're free to talk with Emin by phone about this Hillary info. Emin, I presume, is some kind of Russian diplomat. You had mentioned earlier this week, so wanted to try to reschedule a time and day best to you and your family. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. I'm on the phone at the moment, but perhaps I just speak to Emin first. Seems we have some time, and it's what you say. I love it, especially later in the summer. What? Could we do a, could we do a call first thing next week when I am back? Good morning. Emin just called and asked me to contact you about something very interesting. The crown prosecutor of Russia met with his father, Eris, this morning and in their meeting offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father. Mm. This is very obviously very high level and sensitive information, but is part of Russia and its government support for Mr. Trump. What do you think is the best way to handle this information? Would you be able to speak with Emin about it just directly? I can also send this info to your father, but it's ultra sensitive, so wanted to keep send it to you first. So you told me that you should tell that point about Al Gore. So okay, this this to me is is kind of mind bending. I have a hard time, even as like a staunch Trump supporter, that that this would have bend your mind a little bit. That you even as a what a Trump a Trump supporter. Mm. I don't know what I said. Sorry, I'm dyslexic <laughs> as fuck. He was like, "Did you just say English?" Um, that this wouldn't bend your mind a little bit. You have a Russian ambassador sending you incriminating evidence stolen from Hillary's email account, trying to influence the campaign on your behalf. I'm not sure what are the counterpoints to defending that because I know his supporters mm-hmm. do defend it. They say, well, who's Trump not to accept help if somebody wants to help him? 
even yeah. if it, it happens to be an adversary, someone who its best interests aren't the United States. Some people will say, well, Hillary's uh, a criminal and she deserves to be outed or whatever. It's like an issue of morals, right? It's a conflict of interest is what it is. Yeah. yeah. To put it lightly. Lightly. Yeah. But, the, but the biggest problem here is that Trump and his campaign and his son and everyone involved has, com- has always said with a absolute definitive way we haven't had contact with the Russians about any of this stuff. Yeah, that is crazy. So on one hand, all these counterpoints of defense is like, okay, we can talk about that. But the thing that I'm worried about is why have they denied this relationship for so long? It's pretty weird. If it was going to come out eventually, why why lie about it all the time? I don't know that they thought it was going to come out eventually. But I... mm -hmm. But you can see here, even in this in this short correspondence, he says they sent it to your father, and he says in the best interests of your family, which would imply that they all knew about this from mm-hmm. from all of them, right? So the the lies and the kind of the what seems to be an attempt to covering up this story. Now a lot of people are saying, why did he tweet this out? Because it's like obviously incriminating. People are laughing, saying he's just dumb. He's dumb. He's dumb. They're idiots. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Probably most likely is that because the New York Times was digging into this, and they probably figured that it was gonna come out. And I think this was his. If I had to guess, I would say he's trying to get ahead of the story because it was gonna come out anyway. Yeah. You go. You want to. Re- you want to control the information as much as possible. Yeah. You don't want to give the control to New York Times. To me, this is pretty much. I don't know it, whether whatever. I don't know. You believe, the whole thing is just so crazy. It's it's spooky. Yeah, I don't trust the Russians to be meddling in our in our governance. And you should tell about that point that you told me about Al Gore. Oh yeah, and so okay again. Look, I'm not trying to trigger anyone. I'm gen. I know this is very contentious to talk about this stuff, but this is pretty. This is like the most smoking gun on this issue. This is pretty serious stuff here. Now, people are saying, you know, here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me compare this to something. Okay. Back. Let me find this. Oh, do I not have the info? Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny how it's all about the emails. I know. This is kind of fucking ironic, isn't it? <laughs> After all this shit, there's this email that's coming back to haunt Trump Jr. <laughs> oh, man. You can't write it better than this. House of Cards has nothing on this shit. It's like YouTube with Twitter DMs. Mm. <laughs> Fucking hate those Twitter DMs. I wish they erased forever. <clears throat> so, just for comparison, now Al Gore, when he was running against Bush, I think it was back in 2008, if I recall correctly, had received information about Bush's debate questions. So he found out what questions Bush was going to be asked during the debate. That gave him a hugely unfair advantage because he could compare, he could prepare counterpoints. Mm-hmm. He could prepare zingers. It gave him an absolutely unfair advantage. And the first thing Al Gore did when receiving those documents is he handed it over to the FBI. Because it's the right thing to do. He says 
someone's trying to meddle in our democracy. There's an external force at play here who's trying to control the outcome of our democratic process. This belongs in the hands of the FBI, the CIA, because I think when you have external forces trying to manipulate the outcome of American democracy, they need to be challenged, you know. And and the thing that's most disturbing to me about what's happening with Trump and his supporters is their seeming willingness to be okay with the fact that Russia aided his campaign and he he accepted the help and he does and you don't see any problem with that. Mm-hmm. The sway of public opinion and everything. I don't know about like voter fraud. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't personally believe or haven't seen evidence that Russia like was hacking voting booths or anything like that. There was theirs, as far as I could tell, was clearly a war on the hearts and minds of of the voters. But doesn't it? The I don't know. It's it's strange. The fact that Russia had a preference on candidates. Because Clinton was notoriously very hard on Russia and Putin in general. She was a hard ass. And Trump seems pretty fucking soft. He talks shit on everybody. Everybody he's talked shit on. Every world leader. Even people in his own party. Lil Marco Rubio, low energy. He shits on everybody. (laughs) Somehow, Putin is this glorious horse riding fuck who has never done anything wrong, who has never assassinated political opponents, who didn't just make a warmongering land grab in Ukraine. He's the fucking great, like, I'm just saying, it's it's concerning. I think that everyone, I think that people should be concerned about this. That's my part. I don't know. People are saying next. What do you guys know? Well, this is not a political show, so I don't want to get too much into detail about things like that because i did just give i well anyway whatever that's my thought i I find the whole thing fucking interesting let's move it on let's get light now next story is a great one that you guys are gonna love anheuser-busch ex-ceo augustus aldolfus bush the fourth this guy's actual name, <laughs> Augustus Aldolfus Bush IV, was arrested for flying his helicopter while drunk. This story is a crack up, dude. Let me Everything this in shit. this story, you got to like read twice to make sure you heard it right. It's such a great headline. The former CEO of Anheuser-Busch, uh, his name alone is unbelievable, Augustus Aldolfus Bush IV, was arrested after he landed his helicopter in Illinois' business parking lot Monday. He landed his helicopter in a parking lot. I'm going to show you the video. Swansea police said in a Facebook post, officers were dispatched to report a helicopter landing for unknown reasons around 1 o'clock in the afternoon and were concerned about the aircraft taking off again due to close obstacles and buildings. After seven hours, police said they received a call saying the pilot, identifying as Bush, appeared too intoxicated to take off. The helicopter's rotors were spinning and the engine was revving up when an officer arrived on the scene. That is terrifying. Listen to this shit. Bush's wife, Dwana Wood, was with him at the time in addition to their eight dogs. <laughs> there was eight dogs in the helicopter. That's a fucking party, dude. <laughs> like, how do you, like, forget about drunk driving. Let's drunk fly. Drunk not even fl- helicopter seems even more complicated <laughs> than flying an airplane. Let's drunk okay. fly a helicopter into a p- 
public park. Like, just in a neighborhood. You got to see the video. I can't of where get you over this. Land. It's so funny. After a second officer arrived on the scene, the police administered uh, a standardized field sobriety test. Bush appeared unable to keep a single train of thought, and his speech appeared mumbling and slurred, but he blew a zero. Because? Because he was fucked up on painkillers. Yeah. <laughs> he had pills and shit. So he wasn't drunk, but he was yeah, he fucked was, up. Which is probably even worse. He's like, not, can you imagine nodding off in a helicopter? Like nodding off in a car. You crash, and you're probably flying. You get out. You, you're not off in a helicopter. I mean, it's, it's, it's your just, last snooze. It's different levels of danger. It's <laughs> yeah. like you can crash into a house, and I don't even know You just how kill much like hell. You yeah. just kill like a whole family of people. That's why I hate flying. It's like... By percentage, flying is much safer than driving. But when you crash an airplane, you're you're Brad buried. Can we get a soundboard sound for that, Dan? When you crash an airplane, you're. <laughs> Which sound are you looking for? I don't know. I'm just waiting to see what he chooses. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, we didn't hear it. Did people? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> These, this shit's getting to use real fast. That's a great story. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. A, a further search of the helicopter turned up several loaded weapons. Weapons, too? And several bottles of prescription drugs. So this motherfucking guy is in a helicopter with eight dogs, and a bunch wife. of loaded weapons, his wife, and and tons of pain pills. Watch this video. And uh, let's point out no charges have been filed in this case. But here's a look at where this chopper landed and give you a sense of what's around here. This is just a parking lot in the middle of an office park. You've got a dumpster a few feet away from where that helicopter landed. And you can see just some of the other businesses. Uh, all- I wonder what he was doing there. I wonder if he was just picking up a Papa John's or some shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you need to land your helicopter there for? No, I think he landed there because he felt unsafe. But he was about to get back in and take off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was an emergency landing. Yeah, he's like, I think. yo, maybe I'm too fucked up. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. But one, he called the cops, right? Or not? The driver? Yeah. No, one of the store merchants called the police. Oh my god! And they're like, yo, this drunk idiot's about to take off in his helicopter and oh kill someone. Oh my god! <laughs> I think he dropped. He stopped off for a Papa John's. I need to talk to his wife. She needs she to was take better care of him. <laughs> She's chilling with the dogs in back. They're having a great time. It's probably their favorite hobby. <laughs> my passions include getting fucked up on Oxycontin and flying my helicopter. He wants a lift. It's just a uh, quality time with our dogs. <laughs> dogs are all freaking out up there and shit. Here again, this is in Swansea, a big office park here. Witnesses tell us they wondered uh, what in the world was happening when the helicopter landed in the middle of this office park. Now, Swansea police say the pilot told them he was visiting a business here. Now, according to my sources, August Bush IV... According to my sources, it was uh, Papa John, large, and some crazy sticks. Would you say, Ela? Just laughing at his name. Let me hear him say it, because I don't know if I'm saying it right. Sources, August Bush IV was the pilot in that chopper when it landed. Now, police investigated because they had concerns about... How safe it was to land in the area. Then rich people will be doing whatever the fuck they want. I'm gonna park in this parking lot. <laughs> By the way, no charges were filed. What? That's what he said. No charges have been filed. Really? All you gotta be is rich, and you can park your helicopter <laughs> in some broke people's house for all they care. 
Wow. Just give the commissioner a couple hundred thawi? That's a lot of money. Couple Not for hundred. Bush. <laughs> Not for the Bush family. That's amazing. This guy's old money. He's Bush the fourth. <laughs> Several hours later, witnesses Anyone contacted called police August. Augustus. Seriously, Augustus. <laughs> you know, the next person you meet named Augustus, you know his ass got money. He's got <laughs> helicopter money. It appeared the pilot was intoxicated and trying to get back into the helicopter and fly it out of here. Sources say Bush the fourth was mumbling and had trouble walking. A court order was sought for a blood and urine sample. He was taken to a hospital where those samples were taken. Now, the Swansea police chief says because no charges are filed as of right now, he's not confirming the pilot was, in fact, August Bush the fourth. We're not um, confirming it was August Bush the fourth. It but could have been one of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it was one of the dogs <laughs> driving. We can't confirm his identity. No charges have been brought. He he was he appeared in the parking lot, fucked up. With a gun on him and pills on him. We can't confirm if he was him flying, though. And so we're going to let him off the hook. <laughs> Get real. All right, next story. That's a pretty spicy one, though. <laughs> I love his name so much. Augustus Alphys Bush the Fourth. It's actually just August. It's got to be Augustus. Yeah. I'm going to rewrite this one. <laughs> August is not, not fascinating for me. Man tries to murder a friend over argument of Star Wars versus Star Trek. I love this. This is the kind of articles I live for. Um, police fight over Star Wars and Star Trek led to assault. Look at this fucking guy. Do you think this guy was on the side of Star Wars or Star Trek? Jerome White, 23, was arrested July 1st in Oklahoma City on a complaint of assault and battery. Serious business, y'all. <laughs> Police say a fight over Star Trek and Star Wars led to an assault. Jerome Wyatt, 23, was arrested July 1st on a complaint of assault and battery. Oklahoma City Police Department reports show that Wyatt— I just had a thought. Like, what if they were arguing about something else, and then the police came, and then they're, like, trolling the police, and it's like, <laughs> oh, we were just arguing about— Star Trek versus oh, Star Wars. They're trying to cover it up. <laughs> like, how do you confirm drugs. what they were arguing about? Well, okay, so my that's a really good point. My <laughs> my thought is they, these are probably not the brightest people. I don't know how adept at lying they are. Yeah. Well, if you were arguing about drugs or something illegal, you would say we had an argument. Yeah, but if let's say if you were trying to like stick it to someone or whatever the phrases by saying like something really dumb that's what that's the kind of thing you would say that's a fucking brilliant point <laughs> kind of just ruined this whole story <laughs> well anyway the story is why it let you follow the man he says here this is this is the from the police report um oklahoma city police department reports that white and another man were in the living room of an apartment they shared when they began arguing if star wars or star trek was better the victim told police he became frustrated and stated, you're just a trick, before walking to his room. White allegedly followed the man and shoved him to the ground. The victim got back up and told police he stated, you want to replay that? And once again shoved to the ground. Police said White then wrapped his arm around the victim's neck and began choking him. The victim was near unconscious when he pulled out a pocket knife. Wyatt let go and reached for the knife, cutting himself, then left the room. 
So Dan pointed out, and I think it's a good, it's a really good point. They don't, yeah. they don't say who supported Star Wars and who supported Star Trek. I think yeah. that's kind of fucking important to resolving this. And my hunch on this is that the guy who choked him had to be the Star Wars fan because Jean-Luc Picard would never advocate this kind of behavior. <laughs> that is true. You have to live by the code of Star Trek. So anyway, I think you killed that story for me, though, if I'm being honest. I think these guys are probably the greatest trolls. I think they're trolling the police. <laughs> but if you're getting stabbed and choking each other out, are you in the state of mind to be like, trolled the police? With, I just, I don't know. I think you're on to something. Makes sense in my mind. Yeah. The police come and they're like, what was this argument about? And then the Star guys are Star Wars like, versus Star Trek. Yeah. Yoda. You know? Yoda. Yup. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is a short one, but it gave me a giggle for sure. White House misspells inaccurately in video accusing the CBO of inaccuracy. <laughs> Look at this shit. Who the fuck is this guy? Okay, here's the screenshot. So they made this really dramatic kind of like... Where's the video? Do I have the source video? Just the screenshot. I guess I don't. They made this really dramatic... Um, I don't I don't know what this is about. I don't know what the CBO is, okay? <laughs> it's not about that. It was really dramatic kind of propaganda video about the CBO. And then he said, inaccurately estimates 25 million would be covered under Obamacare. But they misspelled inaccurately. <laughs> a little bit of a meme a little bit of a story it was a bit of a scoop it was a bit of a spoof a bit of a spaff as it were moving on that one didn't hit too hard <laughs> that story didn't hit too hard <laughs> this is our first time we're learning how this goes so you guys may have seen this picture which has become a meme on the internet of itself this picture of Marco Rubio in NASA. Let me see here. Hello? Is anybody home? This what? How about a little fucking internet? You know what times? You're out. What is this shit? And this brings me to the point of this video about net neutrality throttling our internet mm -hmm. speed. <laughs> so here you can see, you guys probably seen this picture of Mike Pence, the vice president, touching a thing on Na in NASA that says, please do not touch. And he's there just with his hand on it. And so he tweeted out a week after everyone was memeing on him. He said, sorry, NASA, Marco Rubio dared me to do it. This is his actual <laughs> This is his actual Twitter account, <laughs> Vice President Pets. Sorry, NASA, Marco Rubio dared me to do it. It's amazing. Is this fucking insane? Is this insane to you guys that Mark Pence and Mark Mike Pence and Marco Rubio are walking around NASA touching shit like it's a candy store or some shit? The picture is amazing. It's the fact that it says right there, not to touch. Here it is. This is like a historic picture. I yeah. feel like in 100 years from now, this will be in history books. Critical spaceflight hardware. Do not touch in bold red letters. And here's Mike Pence without cracking a smile, his hand, for no reason, no purpose, on this beautiful critical spaceflight hardware. Mike, sorry. 
Mar- Mar- it's Marco's fault. He told he dared me to. I'm not sure. Like, how old is Mike Pence? He's like 60. I'm not sure even at the age of 15 if I would be that immature. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. He's so sincere. Oh, man. So that's fucking good, right? Okay, moving it on. Oh, this is one Ela found this morning. This is from Israel? Oh. Is it? Look at this video. No. So you guys should enjoy this. Woman destroys $200,000 worth of art in pursuit of taking a selfie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I don't even need to read the article because the video speaks for itself. Watch this shit. It's so Mm -hmm. brilliant. This footage is incredible. Watch the top right. Yeah. In the top right, you can see this lady. She's about to kneel down in front of it. And there the dominoes go. So those were sculptures, I guess, rare, ancient, expensive sculptures. And they toppled over like a fucking row of dominoes. Yeah. $200,000. Yeah. And three of them were like permanently damaged or something. You stupid idiot. Why would you lean? First of all. That's what I heard. But I, also the gallery yeah. did a pretty shitty job here. I, I'd say it's half the curator and half her fault. Yeah. No glass, no rope. I mean, in this day and age, you got to expect that somebody's going to want to domino your <laughs> selfie domino your shit. Okay. How are we doing? So. Dan, did you end up making that uh, Shark Tank season four intro? Fuck yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving on to our next topic. I've been binge watching, binge watching Shark Tank. I'm obsessed with that show. We're both obsessed. I can't stop watching it. I don't know how many of you guys watch Shark Tank, but it's like you expect it to be really bad because it's just it's a reality show, and mm-hmm. you know all reality shows are pretty shitty. It's like forced drama, but this show is real as a heart attack. If you guys don't know the premise, they have, like, all these super wealthy billionaire cap investors. Mm-hmm. And they have people with real ideas come on the show, and they spend their real money investing in these people. And it's fascinating. It's riveting. And, Dan, can you play the soundbite? And for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> oh, for oh. Fuck's sake. And for those reasons? And for those reasons, you're out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, what happened to the accurate? My sound is accurate. Play that. Do you have the accurate? My sound is accurate. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes late. We were going to play that when they misspelled accurate. But now you guys know we have it. Do you have anything like you blew it? Can you? Okay. <clears throat> anyway, Shark Tank's been fucking been fascinating me. And, um... They always do this thing. Well, we we're supposed to have the soundboard. They always do this thing where they go, when they turn people down, which is like 90% of the time, people come in and they have like no business plan. They have no reason being there. They've just been in business. They don't have any income. And they go, for those reasons, I'm out. And now I've been saying that about everything in my life. I'm like, Ela, does that sandwich come with lettuce? No. And for that reason, I'm out. And we're supposed to have the soundbite. But here's what I was thinking because I'm so obsessed with Shark Tank. Can you put on that clip, by the way, Dan? 
I'm gonna see it on Twitch. How do I watch it? Oh, it's on the TV. Oh, just watch. Twitch. I have to watch it on my own stream. <laughs> How can I react to it? Well, because if you want to see it on the TV, it has to switch the HDMI cable. Oh my HDMI gosh, this is cables. so ghetto. I'm watching my own stream to react. <laughs> All right, look at these fucking look at these goofballs, man. Damien, the the black guy in the middle, he walks so funny. His hands don't move. I just am fascinated by this. They scream. all kind of walk funny if you focus on. Oh, they're so great. Like, watch Mark on the left. He's got like a waddle. <laughs> he walks like a turkey or some shit. But Damien, move your hands, swing your arms, dog. O'Leary, yeah, Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful. This guy, he calls himself Mister Wonderful, but he's such a character. I love him. He always he comes out with the most beautiful analogies to diss people. Yeah, I'll never forget. He goes. <laughs> this one about like the leopard seals who jump in first to feed <laughs> this person came in without a business plan and he goes he goes every summer in Alaska there's a group <laughs> of leopard seals that jump into the shark infested waters and there's always one who's the hungriest who has to jump in first and most likely he's going to get eaten but he saves all the other se- all the other seals in this story that's you you came into us unprepared and we ate you alive let this be a lesson to all the other Sea lions. I'm like, damn, dog. This guy's like Shakespeare. And then also, when he's like not into someone, he <laughs> he says, "And you're dead to me." <laughs> and you're dead to me. <laughs> oh, you got to get that, Dan. We need that. <laughs> get your dead to me. He goes, and or when someone doesn't take one of his deals, you're dead to me. Get out. I feel like we all need to like watch an episode together. Just straight up watch it. But anyway, so this is what I was thinking. Um, because I love this show so much. Tell me what you guys think about this. What? Someone says you ran for office in Canada. Kevin o- O'Leary? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not sure I would vote for him. Because he's like, how is he going to be as a public service? This is his famous no, it quote. Would be terrible. It's all about the money. <laughs> all I care about is money. I'm not sure I want that guy in public service. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, someone will come and be like, I invented a new drug that cures AIDS. It cures AIDS. But what about the money? <laughs> we don't operate at a profit. Our, we are purely humanitarian. What about the money? You're I'm out. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. I'm out. <laughs> no thing. I want to vote. I love the guy. Not for public office. Anyway, trying to step the show up, add some more textures, some more layers, some more segments. So here's what I'm thinking. I want to make my own version of the Shark <laughs> Tank. I'm going to call it the Fishbowl. <laughs> Where all you guys out there with business plans or existing businesses or ideas can pitch your shit to us. We'll set up an email. You send us the details about your business, your business plan, your revenue, all this shit. And we'll evaluate it. And we're going to pick like the top 10 to come on the show in a repeating segment called the Goldfish Bowl. Yep. And the winner gets... $50,000 investment from us <laughs> for, I don't know what equity. We'll decide on the equity. Well, it depends on the pitch. That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it depends thing. on the pitch. Oh, well, the, 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 deal, the thing is, I can't really afford more money than that. I don't have no. big companies. I'm not a billionaire. I can, I can afford 50000 investment. I think I'm, I'm hoping, I'm planning on making my money back from this genius, whoever it is. So I'm just maxing at 50 because I assume if I'm like, I have 50, everyone's going to ask for 50. So the prize is 50. Mm-hmm. But here's the great thing, guys. You get all the power, all of the support of the H3 nation. 
<laughs> we're going to go slamming for you because we're going to be business partners. I'm talking social media. I'm talking YouTube channels. Whatever you got, we're in. Let's make a lot of money together. And for that reason, I'm in. <laughs> what do you guys think? What do you think? That'd be a fucking great segment, right? I think it could be like over a whole season of this podcast or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it would have to be like 10 a episodes. A few months. Like a reality show of like... We get the pitches, we go over them, we narrow mm-hmm. it down to like 10, and then we kind of narrow it down to, to the top one that we'll end up investing and pe- in. And people watching in. live can also help vote. Yeah, we can even have votes, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not set up yet, but I, I want to throw the, the idea to you guys. It sounds fun. Start thinking about your pitches. Start. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for people with existing businesses. I'm not looking for some guy who's like, my idea is to make an app mm-hmm. that will show you where the closest bathroom is. <laughs> That's Seinfeld. That's from Seinfeld. It's actually a really good idea, to be honest. <laughs> so I think next episode we'll start. I'm going to set up an email, and I'm going to start getting your guys' mm-hmm. applications. And then the next episode after that, we can start the segment called Fishbowl. <laughs> Fishbowl. $50,000 online. That's a lot of money. Let's make a lot of money together. That's exciting. Okay, moving on. So here's another new segment we're working on called What's Trending on YouTube? And I I mean, I don't know if you guys ever, when you're on YouTube, pop on over to the trending tab, but I've seen some of the most godless, unholy, I don't know I'm going with the religious theme, deprived, (laughs) obscene garbage ever. And it's always this interesting thing of like, why? Of all the things did YouTube trend this because when YouTube trends a video it's very intentional it's never it's never accidental even though they won't admit it it's got to be intentional it's it's not even debatable it's a hundred percent intentional and so I want to go every week and go on the YouTube trending tab and see what's there and I've got one let's go there and see what's on trending today I have one video from over the week I want to watch together because it's just it was so fucking ridiculous my God! But let's let's see. This week on what's trending on YouTube. Then you have the link. I do, but let's see if there's anything interesting trending today. Mm. Selfie Domino. We just talked about that. It's all about the boxing. But tell me, there's not something weird. It's all talk shows. It's all promotional shit. The Daily Show. It's all about this fight. Music videos. I refuse to believe that this music video, French Montana's famous, but this video Show the computer then. Is he not? I think it's showing you. French Montana, a lie, has 300,000 views in seven hours. There's thousands of channels that do that. Let's trend that. Why? Okay. Jimmy Kimmel, 18 hours, 300,000 views. You're telling me that there's not a little foul play there? I don't know. Kid Rock new music video, 150,000 views in 19 hours. That's never been done before. <laughs> but usually there's some really weird. The Vlog Brothers, 70,000 views. And the thing is, like, there's always the same channels. Like, Matthew. the same people. Every time, despite anything, amount of views, mm-hmm. time. Matthias has been on there every fucking day. The Vlog Brothers are there every day. There's no way that he's legitimately trending with 70,000 Casey, views. Casey Neistat is there pretty much, every week. Pretty much every single video Casey uploads goes to trending. Liza is there every time. 
all of a sudden there's only five channels on YouTube. Um, but where is that one video we want to talk about? Yeah. Very rarely where there's actually like a legitimate, like, um, worthy video here. Like, here's one. Jenna Marble, she's on. She has 2.2 million views. I believe that. I believe that's yeah. trending. And that's probably something someone would want to watch. Um, but here, let me show you one video that caught my eye over the past week that was on trending. And this is probably one of the most obscene examples of... Oh, fucking sec. One sec. I got to open this document. How are you feeling, Gila? Tell me about yourself. Wait, are you going to be... Tell me about yourself, Hila. Um, I think I, the the news segment is pretty cool. You like it? Yeah. How do you guys like the news segment so far? Is it good? I'm just opening this document. But after this, we'll take a break and then get into the net neutrality stuff, just in case people are wondering. Oh, I gotta open this fucking folder. Hold on one sec. Oh fuck! Shared with me. Okay, here it is. All right. So this one is called – this video was called Parents Explain Masturbating to Their Kids. I think that was the exact title. Parents Explain Masturbation. This was on the top trend. I think it topped out at number three on the trending. You can see here it was number six at the time of this screenshot. It was called Parents Explain Masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have that many views, 300,000 views. I checked. YouTube says trending is based on blog posts. Yeah. Like how much it's been shared on other websites. Horse shit. I sourced the links on this video. It's not posted anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's the same for any any video on that trending page. They're not being shared anywhere on the internet. No. It's ridiculous to claim that. This video was on number two trending at its highest point. Didn't have that many views. Nothing remarkable by any means. Um... But even beyond it, the video itself is pretty – one of the top comments was HCSU should react to this. <laughs> um, even beyond the fact that this video is really kind of disturbing and, and not, not that great is the fact that YouTube made the conscious decision to trend this and keep it up despite everyone on YouTube losing their fucking mind. Like let me look at the comments here. They also say that trending is for the, the purpose of discovery. They think that videos on trending are a good show. Oh, it got age-restricted. Well, it's a little fucking late for that. God. Okay. Mm. They finally age-restricted it. it. It was up there for like five days. It was – everyone reported it. So they finally age-restricted it. Like – That's pretty funny though because there's kids in the video. That's – that is – that's YouTube doesn't make any sense. It's a little bit of a conflict there. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this video featuring five year olds is not. You have to be at least eighteen to watch it. Even though it's about educating five year olds. Wow, that is pretty. I can see the the moral conflict they had. I think that they didn't necessarily need to age restrict it, but the fact that they consciously put this on trending and kept it there is what disturbed me. Um. Let's watch it. I can't. I can't hear it, Dan. Off there you go. I guess I should preface this by saying that what? I don't. I think that sex education is important, and I think that in the United States, there's way too much shame and embarrassment surrounding sex. 
Yeah, I agree with that. But those kids are pretty young. I don't know. Like they, sh- they're showing them like sex toys, and I mean, you should watch it. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird video. I think the thing that disturbed me is the fact that they like filmed it for entertainment. Because this isn't educational. This is entertainment, mm-hmm. right? This is not what educational looks like. This is content for like adults to be entertained by. Like, oh, kids. And it's just really, I don't know, it's really embarrassing know. and it just feels wrong. And I tried feels to... voyeuristic to me in a really gross way. Snake. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about masturbation. Masturbation? Like, this is a private conversation you have with your kids. Yeah. You don't you shouldn't film this and show it to millions of people. It's humiliating. It's very strange. And you know the producers are like more vo- more vo- more vulgar. Mm-hmm. More detailed. Tell them about jerking off. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Masturbation. <laughs> Masturbation. You kinda do it a lot, really, but you I don't know it. <laughs> Masturbating is when you touch your privates in different ways. Watch to- us get age restricted now. Just by talking about it. Fuck me. Make yourself feel good. Isn't that right? Actually, that's a good point. We probably should not watch it. Should we just not? That's how fucked up. Is, are we really going to get age restricted for talking about this? Yeah. We would. <sighs> I want to watch it. It's just such a shame, but I think you're right. It's not, so it's not worth getting so age restricted on the whole episode. I'm so Just... conflicted about this right now. Yeah. All right. I think you're right. It's such a shame. It's so <laughs> stupid. All right. Fuck it. Let's move on. That's so retarded. YouTube. Everyone is like, it's too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. We didn't show anything. We didn't even show anything yet. They, they get... start handing like dildos to five-year-old yeah. girls like big-ass black cocks. Yeah. Turns into like an episode of Blacked. What is that? It's like a porn site where like little, <laughs> little white girls fuck like black dudes. Uh, I, I'm, anyway. on the, I'm on the internet, you know. Anyway, this anyway, video. Anyway, it turns into an episode of Blacked. This video was great, definitely. Check it out on your own Check time. it out. All right, where were we? So that's pretty much wraps it up for our segments and news clips. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Let me know what you think because if – I, I my my plan is to continue this at the beginning of every episode. And say we had a guest, they would walk in at this point, mm-hmm. and then we'd do that guest segment. But this week, our main segment is about net neutrality, and we will get started on that. But first, before that, um, we have a flippin' heckin' uh, ad. God, I was reading the chat. They gave me a fucking head. <laughs> I'm looking last, at the chat too. It's the last time I opened I the chat. Can't, I cannot look at the chat. It's it's like so distra- You can't. You yeah. just can't look at it. Well, everyone's screaming like, cut it. I hate it. But I don't know if they're, they're trolling. They're talking about the video. Oh. They were saying that before about the video. Cut the whole thing? So that we don't get age restricted. Mm-hmm. Cut that part. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment. I also want to talk about something I almost forgot. This game, I'm obsessed with this game. 
player unknown. You're reading the chat, Eel. You got to close it. I'm talking to Eel, and she's like a wall. She's not even acknowledging that I'm here. We're doing a live show. Eel's not even fucking listening to me. She's the only person in this room. All right. Close it. Letting everyone know I'm not looking at the chat. And it's your guys' fault. All right. We'll look at it during the breaks and after. Yeah. Good. I'm obsessed with this game, Player Unknown Battleground. Yep. We and last pl- night. Oh, my God. This game, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> it's it's captivating. It's one of the most interesting and fun games I've played in a long, long time. I've been playing Overwatch a lot, mm-hmm. and it's got so boring for me. And this was exactly what I was looking for. It's like you come in on an airplane with 100 people. You parachute into this big open space world, and it's a battle royale to see who's the last one standing. Mm-hmm. And you loot all these houses. It's super intense. It's really hard, actually, because you got to be like, <coughs> "It's really oh, hard. I need this gun with this piece that goes with that gun, and then you need those bullets. It takes a little bit of a rain man. I'm not playing, by the way. I'm just watching him Ela play. watches. She's my military advisor. But last night, we made it to number <gasps> two. Number two of 100. <laughs> And, like, I suck. So this was a huge thing for me. Like, I played beautifully. And it came down that I was in a little hut. And the thing is, the really, really cool thing about this game is that every, like, two minutes or so, the space in the map decreases. And there's this huge blue dome that squeezes in on you. And if you're caught outside the dome, as it squeezes in, you lose health. I didn't realize at the end that you lose health faster. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's down. I'm in a little hut, and the blue dome is close to almost like a pea size on the on the size of the map. It's just me and this other fucking guy, and I shotgunned bitch. So I was blasting people in the face <laughs> with my shoddy bite. It was insane. Ela was like fully turned on. <laughs> Come on. And so I'm in this room, in a little hut, and the other dude's outside. And the mini map is getting, and the the sphere is getting so small that I'm right on the cusp. I thought I was inside, and I didn't realize I was going <laughs> to die so fast. But the blue orb closes in, and I just fucking died in this room. Yeah, and that's like this is not how this game is supposed to end. It's high octane. It's high intensity. <laughs> I just dropped dead in a room, and the other guy won. I got second place. It was so disappointing. I think I would have won if I went out there guns blazing. But it was cool. Number it was two. really fun. Yeah. I recommend that game a lot. If you guys ever want to catch us playing, head on over to Twitch. Where you are now. Where you are now, but on <laughs> YouTube, you're not there. Twitch.tv slash Productions, where you can watch the podcast live every Friday, and you can catch us playing that game and doing other stuff. Um, okay. So before we go on a break, I want to thank our sponsors. They're the ones who make this possible. I love our sponsors, man. This whole thing, this whole studio, this whole office, Dan out there with his mm-hmm. switchboard. Can I get a sound, Dan? Some <laughs> Ethan Bradbury. <laughs> that wouldn't be possible without the gracious support of our sponsors. So I'd like to say thank you to, first of all, Quip. Quip is actually an amazing product. Yeah. Um, they make an electric toothbrush that's super affordable, and it works amazing. It's it's. Uh, and we've been actually using it since they sent us... That one. I've been using it every day for the past month, and, like, it's it's great. It was named Time Magazine's Best Invention of 2016. It's really cool. It's an electric toothbrush. You put it in your mouth as you do toothbrushes, <laughs> and it, like, basically tells you every 30 seconds. It will stop vibrating yeah. for a moment. That's my favorite feature about it. It stops after three minutes. Right. So 
if you're about to like pause before that, you, you know there's still keep time. Keep rushing, dude. Yeah. You disgusting monster. Keep rushing. Not you, but that's you know, what it's telling you. <laughs> it's an amazing thing, and it's super. It's like twenty five bucks or something. I actually don't know the exact price, but it's it's very affordable. It says here, yeah, starts at twenty five dollars. Okay, and it lasts. It really lasts. I'm gonna read their copy. Here's something to chew on. I love reading copy because I just. <laughs> Here's something to chew on. Many recent studies suggest that having good oral health impacts your overall health. Yet most of us don't brush our teeth properly. I feel like there's a better argument. You have disgusting breath. Your breath is disgusting and no one wants to stand next to you and smell you. You're never going to get a date and no one wants to kiss you. Yeah, okay, it makes you healthy. People don't want to fucking look at your disgusting mouth. That's why you need Quip. <laughs> Introducing Quip, the new company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. Quip is an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra-slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. This is my favorite line. It's basically like Apple designed a toothbrush, but without the big price tag. You have to see it and brush with your... I don't know about that. Apple. I mean, I get what they're saying. It's sleek. It's modern. It looks cool. I prefer if they said it looks like Will I Am designed it. <laughs> that would strike home with me a little bit more. <laughs> Will I Am's new invention. But then it would not be functional. It wouldn't work at all. <laughs> Just blow up in your mouth. <laughs> you can subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist recommended three month plan for just five dollars, including free shipping. Right now, my friends, you can head on over to quip.com slash h three. To get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's a free By the refill way, pack. their link is not working. Did we crash their website again? I don't know. Quip.com slash H3. Did we seriously crash their website? I think we crashed them last time too. That is strange because we didn't even. It's Get Quip. Did you write in the right URL? Yeah, I did. Getquip.com slash H3. I I personally, on a on a personal level, I I I truly recommend this product. I've been using it. It's so hard to find like soft bristles. I hate these hard bristles that you get at the grocery store. And I've always been on a search to find a soft one. And they have like a really wonderful rubber kind of really soft texture. And I I love it. I've seriously been using it every day. So support the show. If you're in the market for a new brush, give Quip a shot. I think you'll like it a lot. When their website's back up. When it it probably would be back up soon. So. What the hell? Trying to do a spot for you guys. <laughs> All right, next up, Quip. Thank you, Quip, for sponsoring our show. Next up, we have Dollar Shave Club. You guys know Dollar Shave Club. They're one of our oldest and best sponsors. They've been supporting us through thick and thin, and I just have so much love and appreciation for these guys and the great product they make. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. Get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack. They wrote life hack. <laughs> it's not a life hack. It's just a razor that delivered. Don't, you know, it's a dope product. <laughs> it's a life a hack. A life hack, maybe. <laughs> what would a life hack be? Take this pill and never get cancer. That's a life hack. Do we have the, we have the Dollar Shave Club shit here? Yeah. All right. It's a life hack and a no-brainer. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors that, with gimmicky shaving tech that you didn't need. So here's the deal. 
For a limited time, new members get their first month of the exclusive razor in a tube. For some reason tube cracks me up. <laughs> you get a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only five bucks with free shipping. That includes your tube of butter. Shave butter, that is. That helps you shave. Not safe for human consumption, I assume. <laughs> don't put that on toast. I don't think toast. anyone thought. <laughs> okay, just being clear. So you get a dang freaking tube of butter, shave butter, four cartridges, and this beefy, meaty, very excellent shaver. Now, mm-hmm. I use this anytime I clean up my neck and my cheeks and stuff. I've I been using it too, actually. It's the only razor that doesn't give me razor burn. It's a really high-quality stuff. I recommend them a lot, and it's super convenient. Razors are so fucking expensive. You ever go to the store? They have like a eight-pack for like 50 bucks. My dad pointed it out last time. They put it behind glass. Yeah, I and couldn't they lock believe it. that. They do that. They freaking put it like high-end alcohol behind glass and lock it. So, guys, head on over to dollarshaveclub.com slash h3 and get your free exclusive razor for only $5 with free shipping. Includes four cartridges, a beefy, meaty razor, and a tube of butter. I recommend this product very much, and I appreciate them very much. So if you want to support the show and you're in the market for a razor, consider heading on over to dollarshaveclub.com slash each And finally, if you don't want any of those products but you want to support the show or you want those products and to support the show, which is an option I don't want to exclude <laughs> – then you can head on over to represent.com slash h3 to pick up your official Ela Kleiner merch. Did we do this in the beginning? We did this, we right? We did. Okay. You guys don't need more of that shit. <laughs> how are we doing, by the way, on that shirt? I wonder how much we sold already. So It's interesting on represent. You can see how many people bought. 27? Ouch. Ela Kleiner's. <laughs> where are the Ela Kleiner's at? All right. Um... All right, cool. I'm going to take a quick break yeah. to run to the bathroom, guys. Hold on one sec. Did I close Twitch? Oh, yeah, I closed it in defiance of y'all. So we're going to just run to the bathroom really quick, and I'll be back in a short minute to begin our discussion about net neutrality. If you go away, I just have a bad feeling. <laughs> I just have a bad feeling about it. So please don't leave. Welcome back, everybody, to the H3 Podcast Live. So here we are to our main story about net neutrality, which has been a hotly debated subject recently. And on Wednesday was net neutrality's day of awareness. Now, my objective for doing this piece, I want to explain to the best of my ability, based on our research, what is it, what's at stake, who are the people that benefit from it, are there counter arguments against it? So let's let's start from the top here. What is net neutrality? Which is essentially the principle that internet service providers should enable access to all content and applications regardless of the source and without favoring or blocking particular products or websites. Mm-hmm. And to break that down, that essentially just means a free and open internet. One yeah. where the internet companies have one job, to give us the juice. They don't say what sites you can visit. They don't say what sites you can visit, how fast. They just give you the juice and we and we do what we want. It's free and it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's what people have said the internet would look like without net neutrality. 
This is kind of like a, a dystopian future of, of what it may look like. <clears throat> it's a lot like uh, cable television where right. you have to pay for HBO or you have to that's pay right. for... And the internet, that, that's exactly right. These big companies, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they are trying to own the internet. They want to own and control the internet. And this is what it's going to look like. Eventually, you know, it's like you have to include Google, Yahoo, Flickr. This is old, you know, but YouTube, Google, Yahoo, whatever. You have to pay $5 extra for the access to the search engines. Or you have to pay $5 extra so that they are quick enough that you can use. Yeah. And then here's another one. Hollywood, whatever. Entertainment. YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, ESPN, etc. $10 extra. Like, yeah, Skype, PayPal, Amazon. Right now, this shit is illegal under FCC's rules. But without the principle of net neutrality, which is what everyone's fighting for, this is something that's very real and very possible. And some things that are already happening today, which is something I want to get, want to, want to get at here. Um... So from the beginning, the FCC regulated the Internet with their general rules known as net neutrality principle. And they they started getting challenged from companies like Verizon. I'm talking back in the 90s when the Internet was first created. The FCC, which is the – what does that stand for? FCC? Federal Communications Commission. Mm -hmm. They control all the utilities and shit and they regulate it and they say what you can't can't do. Essentially, it's there to protect consumers, Americans who consume these products. So in the very beginning of the Internet, when it started becoming widely used, they had this rule called neutrality principles, which, in, which the thing was that it was a free and open Internet that shouldn't be grabbed and controlled by big companies like Verizon. And incidentally, they started getting challenged by companies like Verizon. In 2014, a court ruled that FCC had no authority – to inf up until 2014, FCC had some control over this. Mm -hmm. In 2014, Verizon sued the FCC and a court ruled that they had no authority to enforce network neutrality rules because the Internet was not considered a title to utility like telephones, buses, taxis, etc., which is like a, mm -hmm. a service that exists for the public good. Yeah. And so there's a lot more restrictions and regulations on what big companies can do with that service. So what is a title to? So this whole debate about net neutrality is essentially trying to get the internet classified as a title to utility. Right now or, or previously it was a title one utility, which I think is like you said, cable. Mm -hmm. It's not a public utility really. It's just entertainment. But the internet yeah. is, is clearly much more than that. Yeah. At this point, it's like just like – It's life. Yeah. It's like it's like the blood of our economy, of mm -hmm. our society. It's it's more of a public utility than anything that's ever existed. If yeah. you compare it to telephone lines or sewage or anything, it's as much as that is, as anything that's ever existed and way more. It feels like pointless to even try to explain why. Like like when uh, – I hate when someone asks you to explain the meaning of a piece of art. Right. Like when, you just know. you know, you know, you know. The internet is like – it's everything at this point and it seems stupid to even have to try to explain. I agree. It's it's the lifeblood our, as of our society and the world as we know it. It's even beyond it. Mm -hmm. 
So let me define for you guys what a Title II is, and that's what this battle is about, okay? So it shall be unlawful for any common carrier to make unjust or unreasonable discrimination in charges, practices, classification, regulations, facilities, or services for or in connection with like communication services directly or indirectly by any means or device or to make or give any undue or unreasonable preference or advantage to any particular person, class of persons, or locality, or to subject any particular person, class of persons, or locality to any due or unreasonable prejudice or disadvantage. That's what being a Title II is. They're saying you can't manipulate it. You can't favor anyone, any service. It's a public good. It is what it is. It's free and open. Another part of being a Title II. That's part A. Part B is changes or services whenever transferred to in this act include charges for or services in connection with the use of common carrier lines of communications, whether derived from wire or radio facilities in chain broadcasting or incidental to radio communications of any kind. C. Any carrier who knowingly violates the provisions of this section shall forfeit to the United States the sum of $6,000 for each such offense and 300 for each and every day of the continuance of such offense. So the FCC is like, you have to pay up if you fuck around with this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> there's a debate of people who say the Internet shouldn't be regulated because they believe that the free market should be the the controlling factor and that companies shouldn't be regulated and they should be free to do what they want. That's a separate argument. I'm arguing, but even before that, the internet is a title to utility. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that the internet shouldn't be regulated and Verizon should be, and Comcast should be able to do whatever they want, then let's hand the sewage and the taxis and the buses and the telephone lines because they don't even come close, in my opinion, that the internet does in, in terms of public good. That argument is is comes after the fact that it is a public utility. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reasonable way to debate that it's not. I really don't. It's the fucking internet, bro. <laughs> it's like, yes, it offers entertainment such as cable, but there's so much more than that. It's the lifeblood of our society. So that's kind of what a Title II is, and that's what this whole thing is about trying to get the internet under a title to utility. Now, incidentally, in 2015, under President Obama and his head of the SCC, net neutrality was actually granted to the internet. It was a huge victory for, I remember when it happened on Reddit, that they actually finally, after all debate and everything, they gave Title II classification and deem it protected as a utility. They received 3.7 million comments and requests to change the classification. I remember when that happened. It was a huge victory, and everyone was excited. Now, uh, the FCC's new order established a standard that required Internet providers to take no action that unreasonably interfered or disadvantaged consumers or the companies whose sites and apps they're trying to access. This was deemed in 2015 when it became a Title II. At most, internet providers may slow down services only for the purpose of unreasonable or of, for the purpose of reasonable network management. That was the only reason they could throttle internet services, not a business purpose. So now, this year, Trump's appointee, Chairman Pai, Pei, 
wants to ditch the Title II and return to the FCC's light-touch Title I approach. Mm-hmm. And so Title I is like what we, we're talking about. That it's just a business. Yeah. The thing is, so the translation there is that that current chair of the FCC wants to give the control of the Internet back to the companies. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, people say, well, you know, if you go back before, it was fine. And I think the counter argument to that is that before 2004, when Verizon sued the FCC and the court said, well, you can't actually regulate this because it's Title I, mm-hmm. which is a fair ruling considering that it's true, the FCC had more control over over the Internet. But there was this legal precedent that took control away from them. Mm-hmm. And so the need for it to stay a Title II became greater. So now they want to go back to how it was, except with this legal precedent, the companies can run amok. It essentially mm-hmm. gives them free reign to do whatever they want with the Internet. The thing that blows my mind about this. I just don't understand, like, why. What is it? <coughs> this chairman? What is his reasoning to give them that control? Dan, what were you saying previously? Can you come in here? Does that mic work? That mic could work. We would have to just plug it in. So this this chairman, Dan, what were you saying about this guy? His whole, his whole deal is he he um, he was like the dissenting voice in the previous administration. So like when Obama was doing the whole thing and he was trying to, uh, what do you call it, uh, reclassify it as Title II. Yeah. Um, this guy, the current chairman, he was on the council, and he was against it vehemently because he's. I think it won a lot of two, right? Something, right? So he was that one. He was yes, exactly. And so as soon as the new administration came in, boom, that guy gets promoted. He's now the commissioner, and of course, immediately he does what he said he always wanted to do, which is keep it the way it used to be, basically, right. so that they can just deregulate it. Right. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> This is brought to you by your Dan official update. So to try to answer your question, Gila, the only thing I can think of is like the con- the con- kind of conservative economic vision of America is like free market, unregulated. You let the market figure itself yeah, out, right? Okay. This yeah. is kind of this this beautiful vision they have of the free market. Yeah. And I think in some cases that works. But in the case of mm-hmm. companies like Verizon, Comcast, AT&T, I don't trust these fucking people. And I'm going to get into that a lot later, you know. So they, they already have so much control. Like, they've already made it to the top. Like, what else is there to give them? Exactly. What, what, do we, what are like, we enabling them to do? What else Make do more they need? money? Yeah. They're, they're already at the top. That's a good point. And we've already given them our trust, and they fucked over the whole country, which is something, an anecdote, a story that I want to share later. A reason why we shouldn't trust these companies. So... The thing that blows my mind about this is the FCC is there. It's a regulatory board. It's there to protect consumers. Uh, Rolling back the changes to net neutrality would probably benefit 20 people to 1,000 people. I'm talking about the CEOs of these telecom companies Mm -hmm. and the shareholders. Literally everybody else in the country, 300 million people stand to get fucked. Everybody else in the world, like. Yeah, this stuff trickled down to the mm-hmm. to the rest of the world, these kind of policies. 
I just don't understand. They'll, they'll, I, I mean, it's like the impact of this will be so negative to so many yeah. 99.9999% of the people. It just seems weird that, any, that we even have to have this conversation. It's insane. Well, there's this great quote that I, that I read in context of this. The price of freedom is an eternal vigilance. It's like you never get to give up. Mm-hmm. This fight's been going on for years. It's like every month, every year, I see the same headline, net neutrality is under attack. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, like not this shit again. You know, us here in America and this American democracy that we all take for granted, you forget that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Mm-hmm. We're all so fucking lazy. We're all so take this shit for granted that when you get lazy and you don't remember that you have to fight for it every year, forever, then all these fucking, these people, they, they'll take it for you and, you know, and you'll be happy about it. It's like Mike Tyson famously said, I'm going to fuck you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> That's what Comcast <laughs> is essentially doing to us and we love it and we love it. They fucked us in the ass and now we love it. So I wonder what would happen to people like <laughs> us who basically our whole living and livelihood is related to the internet, right? <laughs> well, the in the really like dystopian nightmare vision and something that's completely possible, they can go so far as throttling or disabling service or access to a site, to a channel, to a competitor. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you don't even have multiple carrier options. If you're in certain parts of the country, you only have access to AT&T or you only have access to Comcast. So if Comcast says, all of a sudden, I don't like H3H3 Productions, I don't want our users to be able to visit them, and you don't even have an option, you Mm -hmm. don't have an alternative, then you don't get to watch H3H3 Productions. And there's no regulation, right? It's totally, totally in their power. Now... I want to say to the people who are say, who do say the counter argument that net neutrality should be eliminated because it's just another government regulation that unnecessary, unnecessarily hinders business and free market. I want to give you guys a glimpse into the future without net neutrality by giving you an example of violations that have already happened. Here's a list starting in 2005 of telecom companies violating net neutrality. And this is during a time when it wasn't acceptable and the FCC was able to sue them and take and, and challenge them. Imagine how crazy it's going to get when they have full reign. So let me, let me start here. 2005, Madison River, North Carolina ISP Madison River Communications blocked the voice over internet protocol service Vonage. Vonage is like Skype for your telephone. Okay. When my parents lived in Mexico, they, they got a local California number. Mm-hmm. From Vonage, so you could call them mm, okay. without incurring international fees. Yeah. Vonage filed a complaint with the FCC after receiving a slew of customer complaints. The FCC stepped in to sanction Madison River and prevent further blockage, but it lacks the authority to stop this kind of abuse today. So, this ISP was like, this Vonage is stealing business from us. So without saying anything to anyone, we're just going to block access. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. anyone with them can't fucking call. They can't use this service. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Boom. I mean, this is some like North Korea shit. Yeah. In my opinion, this is not American. 
Comcast in 2005, the nation's largest ISP, Comcast, began secretly blocking peer-to-peer technologies that its customers were using over its network. Users of services like BitTorrent, GNutella, were I don't know, I don't know what that one is. There's anyway, like BitTorrent, were unable to contact connect to these services. 2007 investigations from the Associated Press and the EFF and others confirmed that Comcast was indeed blocking or slowing file sharing applications without disclosing this fact to its users. That is such a nightmare. So here you are. Maybe, okay, maybe you're using peer-to-peer technology for something that's not illegal. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty wonderful thing. It's amazing. Peer-to-peer technology. Comcast, without saying a word, blocks. Nobody on Or just slows it down. Slows it down to unusable speeds, which is almost more nefarious because yeah, it looks like worse. it's working, but you don't know it's wrong. So mm-hmm. you're going through the settings trying to figure it out, and you're like, oh, man, this is America. Comcast went through that. No. <laughs> In 2005, Telius, Canada's second largest telecommunication company, began blocking access to a server that hosted a website supporting a labor strike against the company. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Researchers at Harvard and the University of Toronto found that this action resulted in Tellius blocking an additional 766 unrelated sites. So here you have a company directly suppressing mm-hmm. a political movement that wasn't aligned them. with their interests. It's crazy. AT&T, from 2007 to 2009, AT&T forced Apple to block Skype and other competing video phone services on the iPhone. The wireless provider wanted to prevent iPhone users from using any application that would allow them to make calls on such over-the-top voice services. The Google Voice app received similar treatment from carriers like AT&T when it came on the scene in 2009. So imagine you're, on, you're at home, you're on your wireless, and you can't use FaceTime. Because AT&T forced Apple to block it because it competes with their own service. It's great. It's just going backwards in life. Like, I just don't know why it's such this romantic free market ideal to just lay down and let AT&T <laughs> fuck you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not romantic to me. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Windstream in 2010. Windstream Communications, a DL- DSL provider with more than 1 million customers at the time, Copped to hijacking user search queries made using the Google toolbar within Firefox. Users who believed they had set the browser to the search engine of their choice were redirected to Windstream's own search portal and results. It's crazy. So if you're using the Google search engine, this ISP Windstream hijacked it to redirect that traffic and inquiries to their own search engine. I can't believe that they these companies did this stuff when it was illegal, too. These are the guys who got caught. Yeah. Soon, these rules won't even apply, and they can do all this shit that they want. Metro PC in 2001, 2011. Metro PC at the time, one of the top five U.S. Carri- wireless carriers, announced plans to block streaming video over its 4G network from all sources except YouTube. Metro PC then threw its weight behind Verizon's court challenge against the FCC in 2010 open internet ruling, hoping that rejection of the agency's authority would allow the company to continue its anti-consumer practices. So Metro PC says, if you're on our wireless carrier, 4G that you pay for, 
the they blocked all streaming video except YouTube. What? I mean, YouTube can how much? So essentially, they're shaking down YouTube. They're they're blackmailing hmm. YouTube or YouTube's compliant in this, where they're like, "Hey, I'll pay you twenty million dollars, and you block everyone else." It is a huge money making scheme for companies that are already making money hand over fist. Paxfire, 2011. The electronic the EFF found that several small ISPs were redirecting search queries via the vendor Paxfire. The ISPs identified in the initial Electronic Frontier Foundation report included Caviar, Cognit, Frontier, Fuse, Direct PC, RCN, and Wide Open West. Paxfire would intercept a person's search request at Bing and Yahoo and redirect it to another page. By skipping over the search services results, the participating ISP would collect referral fees for delivering users to select websites. AT&T and Sprint and Verizon from 2011 to 2013. AT&T, Sprint, Verizon blocked Google Wallet, (laughs) a mobile payment system that competed with a similar service called, get this, (laughs) ISIS. I'm not shitting you. This... The competing service was called ISIS, which all three companies had a stake in developing. Well, you heard it here. AT&T, Sprint, Verizon started ISIS. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. In Europe, 2012, reports from the body of the European Regulatory for Electric com- – that's a mouthful – of communications <laughs> found the violation of net neutrality affected at least one in five users in Europe. The report found that, block- found that blocked or slowed connections to services like video – Video apps, peer-to-peer technologies, gaming applications, emails were commonplace. Verizon in 2012, the FCC caught Verizon Wireless blocking people from using tethering applications on their phones. Verizon had asked Google to remove 11 free tethering applications from the Android marketplace. These applications allowed users to circumvent Verizon's $20 tethering fee and turn their smartphones into Wi-Fi hotspots. Using their own Wi-Fi signal, by the way. It seems like by blocking those applications, Verizon violated a net neutrality pledge it made to the FCC as a condition of the 2008 Airwaves auction. AT&T in 2012, AT&T announced that it would disable the FaceTime video calling app on its customer's iPhone unless they subscribe to a more expensive text-to-voice plan. AT&T had one goal in mind, separating customers from more of their money by blocking alternatives. AT&T blocked, disabled FaceTime on all their customers' phones. Verizon, during an oral argument in 2013, Verizon versus FCC, a judge asked whether the phone giant would favor some preferred services, content, or sites over others if the court overruled the agency's existing open Internet rules. Verizon's lawyer had this to say, I'm authorized to state for my client today, But for these rules, we would have already been exploring these types of arrangements. Walker's admission may have gone unnoticed that she had not repeated it several times during the argument. So here they are basically saying, if it wasn't for the rules, we would already be exploring (laughs) these options. And I mean, they're already doing it regardless. And again, what will the Internet look like without these FCC regulations? Well, it's going to look like this here. That's going to be your menu on your telephone bill. And your cable bill, your internet bill. Mm-hmm. And the United States already has the most expensive internet almost on the planet Earth. 
Yeah. There's no competition. If you go mm-hmm. to Israel, I was shocked by the price there. What was it? How much were we paying? Like, I mean, if you translate it to dollars, I don't know, like $25? We were paying $25 a month? a month for like some really excellent internet there. Yeah. 25 a month. I'm paying $100 now over. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get good internet for less than $100 now. And also the cell phone companies. $5 a month we were paying for our cell phone in or Israel. Or $10. $10. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I was shocked by that, you know. So here, this is my favorite part of this story. Now, once again, to counter the argument that we should not be regulating these companies, they should be free to invest and do whatever they want as the free market dictates, okay? Here's a little story about these telecom companies and what I think is one of the greatest scandals in American history. These are the guys that we want to trust to deregulate, okay? Let me read you this shit. It's absolutely shocking. It's 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 horrifying. <laughs> so the broadband companies stole two hundred billion dollars from the American government. Back in the nineties or back yeah, back in the nineties during the Clinton era, they had this great vision that the United States would be the first broadband, high access, high internet companies. They wanted to catapult the United States into the future and give it the infrastructure to be the technological touchstone. What happened? Mm -hmm. Because now the United States has one of the slowest internet speeds of any developed country. We're last on the list, almost last on the list. This shit is horrifying, so buckle up. Basically, yeah. In the 1990s, the Clinton-Gore era had an aggressive plan to create the National Infrastructure Initiative to rewire all of America with fiber optic wiring, replacing the 100-year-old copper wires. The Bell Company, Verizon, Bell South Quest claimed that they would step up the plate and rewire homeschools, libraries, government agencies, businesses, and hospitals if they received financial incentives. Do you want the people to see this? Because it's not showing. <laughs> no. It's okay. fine. By 2006... 86 million households should have been wired with fiber. The wiring was going to be done in rich, poor neighborhoods and rural, urban, suburban areas equally. It was open to all competition. By 2006, by 2006, 75% of the state of New Jersey was supposed to be wired. Pennsylvania was supposed to have 50% of households wired. California, 5 million. Texas claimed schools, libraries, hospitals, virtually all of the state. The, the government, in exchange for building the networks, were given huge financial perks such as tax cuts, excessive – not taxed on excessive profits, shit like that. So they estimate that on average the amount of money the government gave these telecom communi- companies to build the fiber optics – Somewhere in the range of four to seven thousand dollars per household. We're talking about hundreds of million, uh, upwards to five hundred billion dollars were given to Verizon, Comcast, AT and T to build fiber optics throughout the country. Mm-hmm. So what happened, dude? Let me tell you. Basically, what happened is that. 
they all promised the world, and none of them did it. None of them did the work. So the country made people pay that. Well, it comes from taxes. That's yeah. how they make their money. So on average, if you're thinking about how the government spends its taxes,、mm-hmm. it was came out to four to seven thousand dollars per household. That's a lot. Half a trillion, and nothing ever happened. Today, they're starting to roll out some fiber optics, but the thing is. The government paid for this shit. It's supposed to be a public service. Yet, if you want、mm-hmm. fibers, you still have to pay out the ass for it.、Yeah. But for the most part, even in 2017, we still have the slowest internet, and it doesn't exist. No、mm-hmm. state has ever done an, au- an audit on the monies collected by the broadband companies. No state ever went back and reduced the rates or held the companies accountable. No company ever outed the other companies. Verizon, New Jersey, never said that AT and T didn't do it, for example, because they were all in on it.、Mm. These are the companies we want to deregulate. You,、uh, you should look into that story. It's, it's, it's horrifying. So I, I, it's, it's seriously one of the biggest scandals in, in American history. And I love that vision of America as like the technical center of the world.、Mm-hmm. Technological. We were going to be number one before anyone else was installing fiber optics. We gave them half a trillion bucks, and they all said, "Thanks. Smell you later, dum dum." <laughs> so, now to get kind of back into the real world situation, and as we were saying, the internet prices are the highest they've ever been, pretty much the highest of any country on earth. So, the thought of increasing those prices in demand for net neutrality is probably less likely than what you're going to see from T-Mobile right now. Can you show this picture, Dan? So T-Mobile is already doing this shit called binge on. Why is it making? S- I push Control Plus and it makes it smaller. What the <laughs> fuck's that about? Okay.、Whoa. So you guys may have heard of this binge on. They repaint it as this wonderful, great thing for you. Videos now streaming free without using your data cap only on T-Mobile. So if you're watching videos on YouTube, Amazon, HBO Now, Netflix, Sling, Hulu, ESPN, Fandango, it doesn't affect your data cap.、Hmm. Well, what is the? What are they selling it as? I don't understand. It's just a perk. If you use T-Mobile,、mm. these don't affect your data cap. But the money's coming from somewhere. It's a shakedown of these big companies.、Mm. You know, it's the the cost is being passed on to these companies instead of you. And what it also does is it strangles out. It's funny; they have this vision of like deregulate the market, but these companies are preventing competition by if you're not YouTube and you're making a new YouTube, great tube, better、yeah. tube, you don't have a fucking chance because to watch great new tube, your data plan, which is already bullshit to begin with, yeah, you're get you you end up paying more to watch something else. So all is it doing is ingraining the powers that be. And strangleholding any new competition, but it's confusing me because I thought that T-Mobile had plans like we we have it that that's one plan. Not everyone has that. It's unlimited. Yeah, not everyone has. We're on unlimited,、mm-hmm. but a lot of people are on data. You know, 
And that, more companies. That whole are, data thing is. Oh yeah, the data thing is total. It's total bullshit. It doesn't yeah. cost them more to bring you data. It's ridiculous. And co- more and more companies are moving towards data caps. And internet providers who, for the past what twenty years, have given you unlimited internet, are now moving towards data caps. Hmm. And that's how this net neutrality thing is going to take form through data caps, where it's like YouTube gets an exception. So just watch YouTube. Don't think or watch or look at Steam gets an exception. So don't try this other gaming mm-hmm. service that's coming up and better. And then it gives YouTube and Steam the power to monopolize and fuck you over. Yeah, It's just these old crony businesses in bed together entrenching the powers that be and making it impossible for new competitors to come up. It's pretty horrifying. And they, the worst part is they disguise it as this wonderful thing. Binge on, brother. Binge <laughs> on, brother. They make it a sweet pill to swallow. It's like, po- you know, they, say, they often say poison is sweet. Spoonful pretty, of medis- a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, right? Pretty horrifying case, reality. The, this is what I'm saying. This shit is, is it's tricky. This net neutrality shit is tricky. It's manipulative. It's dirty. We're talking about Comcast. The every year voted the most hated <laughs> company on earth. You search Comcast on Google Images, a Nazi a Nazi swastika comes up. <laughs> I'm not kidding, by the way. Let me do that. They've been memed on so hard. Okay. My point is, do you trust these companies? Where's that swastika at? Uh-oh. Oh, Google's in bed. The people do this every day on. Yeah, Google. Google's in bed with Comcast. They removed that shit. <laughs> My point is, do you trust these companies? Do you? Me, I would never. Have they given you any reason to trust them to deregulate them? Are they the ones that stole half a trillion dollars from the government? Are they the ones who are already violating net neutrality? Who are already having this binge on, brother? AT&T came out on the day of action to support net neutrality. That, can you believe that? AT&T, we support net neutrality. Of course, <laughs> the irony not lost on us. Since uh, AT&T, which in 2012 blocked customer access to Apple's FaceTime, unless they subscribe <laughs> to a more excessive plan. <laughs> AT&T, who lo- spends millions of dollars lobbying to reverse the FCC's reclassification of broadband providers as common carriers under Title II. The very same protests that they're participating in to prevent. In fact, AT&T already sued the FCC in 2015 over this and lost. But of course, AT&T supports net neutrality to confuse the issue. These fuckers are tricky. That's such a joke that they would say that. They're disgusting. They just, they pray to the almighty dollar. And it's, it's what I'm saying. It's tricky. It's confusing. They're manipulative with this binge on thing. Good. AT&T supports net neutrality. For me, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like, it became like a trendy thing for the big companies to say that they support it. Yeah. And to the layman who just like, it's a buzzword, net neutrality, mm-hmm. right? To the person who's just sitting at home watching the local news, watching the daily news, and they hear this buzzword, they don't really understand it. They're like, oh, AT&T supports it. 
Ben John, you know, don't regulate the internet. Mm-hmm. What do I what do I know? Who cares? The internet was created and funded by the governments and scientists in the very beginning as a public utility. It was never meant to be owned by companies like Comcast, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon. Mm-hmm. These people will never have the 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 best interest of of people. Never. So to that, I just say the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And just by talking about it, I think mm-hmm. we, we raise awareness. Just by educating people and sharing in this experience of saying like, this is shit. I acknowledge that this is just a huge money grab that will benefit a thousand people at the expense of 300 million. Or more. And, it, and like it – this is just this whole beginning of this, this whole divide of like the super wealthy and normal people. This is the beginning. If you hand over net – if you get rid of net neutrality, the internet is our, is our only source of organizing, communicating, mm-hmm. participating in democracy. This is the lifeblood of our modern society. We forfeit that to these companies. Also, you're going to leave everything in the hands of these big companies to – decide what is what like how are they even going to decide what goes in which plan you know what i mean like uh does reddit go in a facebook kind of right a brand that they are going to charge this much for or yeah. does it go with wikipedia and they're going to charge this much for it you they're going to bundle I mean? it like, and with the christian like network <laughs> yeah. just to make you pay more it's like who is going to be making these decisions <laughs> people probably have no idea what they're talking about of course it's like a real dystopian future. I mean, this is the beginning of some really horrible, slippery slope. So I say share the awareness. Let these politicians out there know who are, who are you know, speaking and voting in support of getting rid of net neutrality that if they do, they forfeit their jobs. Let them know that you're, you don't agree with that. If you go to a website, battleforthenet.com, which I'll put – in the description and here in the chat right now. Then you can easily fill out a form on this page with your name, email address, zip code, telephone number, and a letter to the FCC and your government body to the Congress saying that you don't support it. And have your voice be heard. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. Yeah. I think even just by understanding the issue and knowing what it means and knowing what your opinion about it is, it already helps, mm-hmm. you know, because the worst is when people vote on something, they have no idea what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were saying with Brexit, people voted and only afterwards realized what they voted for. I think in, in this day and age when there's something at stake or something to the vote, that disadvantages the majority of people who would vote on it it's this war of information Mm -hmm. of confusion that's the only way stuff like this wins because if people understood what it was it would never it would never pass but they spend millions of dollars on campaigns and um influencing information why they own like why rupert murdoch of all people owns like almost every telecom company i don't know I'm telling you, this is important, guys. So if you're if you're in the comments, I'm curious. I haven't heard a really persuasive counter argument. And I wonder if there is one. Mm-hmm. If you happen to have one or you think that you have an interesting counter argument, I'd love to hear it in the comments. But anyway, guys, not the most 
funny or or fucking lighthearted one, but I thought it was su- <laughs> it was uh, suiting considering the the situation we're in. We made a video about it previously on H three H three, and I, I I really think it's important more more important important than than most people understand. People are saying, "Call Joe in the chat. Do you want to call him to it?" And now to finish <laughs> off this podcast, let's call up Joey. People don't give a fuck about net neutrality. Let me just call Joey. This is the last episode I'm being serious on. Nobody cares. They just want to hear Joey salads. No, people care. Let's get Joey on the phone. Hopefully, he's taking a dump like last time. Hello, Joey. You're live. <laughs> oh damn. How you doing? Call me off guard. I always got. Just assume every time I call you, it's on the. It's live. Oh, well, yeah, I was jerking. Oh my god! I was saying, I hope you're taking a shit. Would you usually answer the phone when you're jerking off? When your friends call you? Well, no. I, I was Only when I call you. What are you watching? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to fuck my car. What? You're trying to fuck your phone? I'm trying to park my car. Oh, you're not jerking. Oh. That's what's interesting. Trying to start this car? So I'm, I'm just curious I'll if we can it. get it. I'm just curious if there's any SoFlo updates. Um, he shared another video. Okay. That's the only update. He put me in like a group with his goons, and the goons are sharing me. Um, oh, you got the goon uh. shares. We asked for not the goon shares, though. We said four <laughs> legit shares. Not, it was at a good time, but it was like his goons, like his his posse shares. Yeah, so it wasn't on the SoFlo page. No, no, it was. He had, like, he had oh, it's his sharing people. For so, so he like people work for work him. to them, and then they shared me on SoFlo. Okay, good, excellent. So you're so just to yeah. keep the count, you're at two legit shares and one nighttime share. <laughs> Yeah. So, in my opinion, he still owes you one and a half more shares. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep. We're gonna follow this closely and make sure. <laughs> or my name is in Pope Francis the <laughs> Third. All right, Joey. Well, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for keeping up on things. I wish you the very best. What do you? What are your opinions on net neutrality? I honestly, I, I don't even know anything about it. Okay. That's you fair. Give me a quick rundown, and I'll tell you my opinion. Um, we just talked about it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm not sure if people are ready to rehash that. But uh, you know what would well, be interesting? I'll, I'll be like this. I, I, would, I would want it to be the most, the most free version of the Internet where less government control, whatever, whatever uh, option that would be in so the that, neutrality situation. So that's the complicated matter is where it's like free – and government control almost contradict each other in this case because without the government control, the big companies are making it less free. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd rather the companies have control than the government. Really? Really? Yeah. So this is some interesting real world shit. Nothing. Wow, that's in- so. Even if the companies government makes things work. So so this is what's happening. Tell me what you think. The government is saying they're passing a law. Net neutrality, which means nobody can regulate it. They says the comp- they make it illegal for the companies to control the internet. That's the whole purpose of the regulation. Oh wow! That's what like, it means. It's like an anti-government government bill. Essentially, they're they're saying 
the internet is free is open and nobody can control it. Then on the other hand, the telecommunication companies are saying, I don't want you to regulate it because I want to control it. So let me give you an example. Yeah, I got to do research on this before I that, that's very complicated. I have to do research. I'd love to I'd love to talk with you about it because you seem like someone who would who would be against net neutrality, and I think this would be a really yeah. fruitful conversation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to do research in a little bit. I mean, I don't know how long you're going to be live for if you want to talk about it. Let's talk. I'll call, I'm going to call you up next week. I love this this weekly Joey salad update with the salad man. <laughs> The weekly salad. Yeah, the weekly salad. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so do some homework, and let's talk about it next yeah. week. All right, cool. All right, that sounds talk great. I wish you the very best, my friend, and I wish you a very, you. very ranchy evening. <laughs> Thank you. All right, peace, dude. Well, bye. Bye. Love that guy. <laughs> Love the salad, man. This is what <laughs> dreams are born, man. You start memeing on a guy, you call him a salad head and shit, and now you're best friends. That's the internet. The, the Poe po Law? What was it? Poe's Law. I feel like it's a continuation of where we started this episode. It's a full circle. <laughs> All right, I guess that's about it. Cool. Was that boring? Nobody cares. People just want to laugh. <laughs> Sometimes I got to get serious, though. It is important. I think it's important to me. But that's the way the cookie crumbles, my friends. So with that, I wish you all the very best. We'll do a little after show, so don't mm -hmm. go away. But for the purpose of the podcast, I say thank you all so much for watching. Thanks for watching. And next week, we'll be back with Jack Films and Eric from Comment Etiquette. And the week after that, you will not want to miss because we have Rudy Pantoya Jr., a.k.a. Humongous, joining us. Mm -hmm. We're flying him out from Seattle, and we're putting him up, and I'm super excited. I mean, talk about VIP guest. <laughs> That's incredible. We're going to meet the the man, the myth, the legend himself. All right. So thank you guys all for watching, and we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs>